Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven and with me as always is Brandon. And we're bringing you a episode that follows a week off of the show. I'm happy to be back. I'm back in town. Unfortunately, I'm coming back to a very weird world and we're going to be talking about that right at the top of the show because things are getting crazy and today specifically at the time of this recording things are getting very crazy in regards to the coronavirus. Now we won't be talking about the coronavirus for this entire episode, but given the current landscape, I know a lot of people have asked me specifically. I even just made a YouTube video talking about this, but uh Brandon, how are you feeling about this whole situation right now? Uh well, I've gone through kind of a not necessarily a roller coaster of emotion on it, but just uh there was a lot of frustration in the beginning because I felt like there was a lot of misinformation out there. So it was like tough to figure out how serious this thing was. Uh, but now obviously it seems like it's gotten really serious at least. I mean, it was, I think serious overseas, but, uh, over in America now, um, Chicago is now shutting down all what bars and restaurants till. Yeah. Literally as of hours ago, Chicago has made, I, th- I think it's the entire state of Illinois, but we've announced that all bars and restaurants are, closed for inside dining until March 30th, and a lot of other states and cities have adopted this as well, which is just, it's just so unprecedented to see something like this happen. And it's, it's kind of scary because it, it just shows you how it, it, if we're having to step up this much, then there's obviously a big fear here. Yeah. Because the chances that we're going to go out to a bar and anything's going to happen. It seems like pretty low, but at the same time, if something were to happen, it would be really bad. Yeah. Well, and for me personally, I'm not as nervous about myself. Uh, cause I have a full-time work from home job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not constantly going into an office. I mean, a lot of places now are obviously making their employees work from home. If they have that mm-hmm. capacity, uh, I do work for Cigna Behavioral Health Insurance, so healthcare industry is uh, obviously impacted by this um, because of the outbreak and whatnot. But uh, I'm actually kind of nervous a little bit. Well, I was nervous for you because you were in Florida right when this stuff mm-hmm. started picking up steam in America. Um, but then I also, my parents are in Florida right now. So, uh, and specifically like going to Disney, they were going to Disney world and stuff. Um, so I was, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you don't want to overreact or anything, but at the same time, until you know for sure that everything's okay, it's, there's a little bit of anxiety. Even if like you have a cough or something, you're like, shit, do I have? Yeah, dude, I was at the airport and there was a kid who was coughing by my friend and I, my friend was freaking out. He's like, we got to move. We got to move right this second. And that's... That's the thing is some people are definitely dealing with this to like not well. <laughs> like they're very they're very much freaking out. But I get it. It's we've just never experienced something that's been taken so seriously. And I feel like our entire lives there's always been like I don't know, talks of like the black plague or you know, what if it what if some disease happens that we don't have no cure for it and now it's sort of our worst nightmare is kind of here. It, luckily if you get it, there's still a good chance you're gonna live, especially younger people. But when it comes to some people, they're not as they're not as lucky as us in terms of health and age. So right. that can be kind of scary because you could also like pass it off to someone, 
And I, I'm, well, that's the thing is the passing it off. Like yeah. even if if uh, you know we get it, we more than likely will be able to get through it. But all the people that we came in contact with that we might have possibly passed it off on that's that's the scary part Mm -hmm. um and that's why people are saying to take it seriously because even if it's not serious for you specifically it could be serious for somebody else well that's my comment on this is my frustration is people who are just like everyone's just freaking out and overreacting like it's not a big deal it's like it's only a big deal because people they won't take anything serious unless someone starts taking it serious so i'd actually my preference would be take it serious over push this story to actually get people to just stay out of really crowded areas. Let's just not spread it. The worst thing that would happen is we don't take it serious. Someone goes into a big event and infects like thousands of people or something. And then it would just spread like wildfire after that. So let's prevent that at all costs. It's been announced here that all gatherings of a thousand people or more are canceled. And then all gatherings of 250 people or more are highly recommended to not take place until May 1st. Meaning... Like, look at sports. Sports is a complete wasteland right now. Like, we don't know what, what anything is going to happen. NBA, it's it's done indefinitely. There's the MLB. Who knows when that's going to start? I mean, they prolonged it two weeks, but realistically, the MLB season isn't going to start until May because I just said that recommendation of 250-plus events in Chicago that, you know, you can't have a baseball game take place because that's way more than 250 people. So... It's uh well it's this, weird. This brings up a good point too is the residual effects of this. Obviously, you and I personally have talked about the economy, like mm-hmm. all these especially this weekend was St. Patty's weekend, which in Chicago Oh yeah is huge. huge. And uh you know businesses took a hit uh because of this. Um like we, we had a hangout but we specifically decided to hang out in the apartment, just play board games and stuff because we didn't want to go to a place where that was a possibility. Um, but also I just think about the mental health. Like you think about, um, you know, there are a lot of people that sports are a huge part of me, dude. I baseball during baseball season. It's literally like my escape is I play fantasy baseball and I watch a lot of baseball games. It's like the one activity that I have that I really decompress other than working out. Like those are, those are my things. So now I'm just like, how am I going to fill this, this, uh, void of lack of baseball? Like I'm so into the baseball scene. It, it's it's nuts in that yeah. way. Yeah, well, I, it, that is an outlet for just like for mm-hmm. you, for a lot of people. I wonder, because um, I think about this too with, uh, I had a, when I was in my master's program, I had a class where we talked about, we were given scenarios where we were like the therapist and they would say, okay, how do you handle the scenario? And one of the scenarios was, now this is a big leap, but I just I, I draw a connection because it's tough to take away those outlets or those coping mechanisms. Uh, we were talking about a scenario where a girl uh, cuts her wrists uh, to relieve stress and stuff, and she's got all this stuff going on. Um, and then when she's like suicidal, so then the parents decide to take away all of the knives and scissors that could be found. You'd think, oh, that's obviously the best route to go. But what they actually talked about is when somebody has an established coping mechanism, sometimes just working on limiting those unhealthy ones rather than just taking them away cold turkey because 
this kid now is going through a drastic change in, in their life and now you're also going to take away the thing that they've been using to relieve stress completely, where, where are they going to get it out at? You don't want it to, obviously her cutting her wrist is bad, but uh, you don't want it to get to a point where she can't get it out any place and then she takes her own life. And I just, I know this is a big leap, yeah, but yeah. I just think about like for a lot of people, this is an outlet, a coping mechanism for just the day-to-day life. And I wonder the impact of not only the anxiety of the disease spreading and whatnot, but just the overall day-to-day, like well, how am I going to pay bills? What am I going to want? Like, I don't know what to do with my life. I mean, people are going to be restless. Yeah, as, as we talked about, we're kind of lucky in the fact that, like, I can work from home right now, so it, I'm not as worried about the... Fi- I mean, I am a little worried about the financial implications of this because the economy is, like, not in a good place, so just there's not going to be as much stability with a lot of things. But for those people who are, right now, like, they need to be places that are now shut down, it's just, it's really bad. And in some places I heard about them shutting down schools potentially... Like, like like kids who are in school, potentially schools being canceled for the rest of the year. I don't remember what state. Oh, honestly, it might be Ohio because Ohio right now is like closing everything, and uh, I just feel bad for people back home right yeah. now. And I, I I feel bad for a lot of people. Like look at look at Italy. That absolutely everything is shut down. And I don't know. I I was talking to my mom about this earlier, but it just doesn't seem like anything will hit normalcy again until sometime in May. Like at this point, we're gonna like the month. Uh, the rest of the month of March is obviously like a lot of things are gonna be similar to how they are right now. But it just it doesn't seem like anything's really gonna get back to where it was until it like May, like at the least. And that's that's the toughest part is we just don't really know when things will feel how they did before. And it makes you appreciate now what it was like before, just having like a normal life where you can just go outside and you know we gotta take care of this planet. We gotta make sure that. I hope that a lesson that's learned in this is we, we got to keep things clean first off. And like, there's just, our days are like, they are, they're numbered. Like you can't just, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta be careful because when you have a lot of people in a crowded area, things can get very dicey and who knows what diseases could spread. And maybe this time it works out. Okay. Like not hopefully too many people will die from this. But, like, the next one could be worse. And that's the big takeaway for me is let's do everything we can to prevent things before they get bad. Not to – this isn't entirely getting off the subject, but I think this is maybe a good segue. So there's a song by J.P. Sachs and uh, – what's her name? Um, Julia – I'm butchering her name. But it's called If the World Was Ending. Have you heard that song? Yeah. Okay, so in this situation – Let's say the idea is that the world is coming to an end. This is a true apocalypse. And your exes hit you up. And they're like, listen, we don't have much time. I don't care anything that's happened in our past at all. Can I be with you for the end of days? What do you say? <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a pretty deep question. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a pretty deep question. Uh, well, considering I have multiple exes, I feel like I'd have a different answer for each one of them. Let's go through the list. No, let's, let's definitely... <laughs> let's name do- names. Let's give addresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be different based on the person, but... I mean, I've definitely thought about that before. Because, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest and say that because of this, I'm like... 
All right, let's say the world actually is ending. It's, I don't think it is. Probably it's not. But just in case, you know, what What do I got to do? Like, well, what would I do? Um, I don't know. I, 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 really, I really have not come to a full conclusion on what I would do in that situation. Like, obviously, I, I would want to be... I think I would want to be home with my family. I'm not sure that, uh... I guess in this situation, it would depend on what the person said. Like, if someone actually reached out to me, and I really felt like, okay, this is real. Like, this actually does mean something. Maybe I would. But, what, this, but it's a limited amount of time, like... What if it's, I just want one last real good... <laughs> smoothie. Well, let me, let me you think. want a smoothie. A really good smoothie. Oh, really good smoothie. That changes things. Well, I'm just thinking about, can you imagine, it's like the last day ever, and I'm like, you know, Mom and Dad, uh... As much as I want to be here right now, I gotta get laid one more time. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You think, like, well, hold on. Would they understand? You think? That's a good question. Are they supportive of you? That's the real question. I mean, at that point, does it even matter? <laughs> I suppose it's all ending anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's all ending. Like, at the, at, are there really any morals in the last day ever? I feel like at this point, there's no real. What like what is there? I mean, how guilty are you going to feel? Like, you're gonna, that's it, right? Yeah. But then again, like, that's not how this would work. It's like if it's a disease, it's going to be a slow, gradual thing, right? Unless somehow some super disease happens. Well, no, the disease turns into a meteorite that right, crashes that's what, was, that's what I was thinking. So it turns into a meteorite. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that would be really weird. I don't know. Have you ever thought about that? When I was a kid, I got really irrational about, like, well, the dinosaurs got wiped out from meteorite. When's our time? You had to think about this at some point, right? No. That was just me. That as, was all you. As a kid, I feel like I was always like gloom and doom about things. I'm Although like, I did see the mm-hmm. movie, I think it was Armageddon with uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Liv Tyler, where they they're astronauts and uh, Bruce Willis, and oh, they yeah. he, Bruce Willis has to stay behind and destroy the the asteroid that's coming towards Earth. Otherwise, it's going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I thought about I it. Then, I saw that, that, that scenario, but. No, I don't really think so. In terms of how I would handle it, I actually, with uh, an ex, um, the that Vegas shooting that happened at that country that country concert, mm-hmm. my ex was a huge country music fan. Yeah, and this was like at the time where we were breaking up, and I like I was I was ready to be like forget everything I like logically thought. Uh, I'm I'm pulling to you now. I'm pointing at my head when I say that. <laughs> Dude, is it contagious? <laughs> Jeez. I was like, forget everything that logically makes sense in us splitting. I could see you being at a concert like that, so I just want to be with you. You know, just forget everything else. Not, none of this other stuff matters. Um, but it didn't end up working out. <laughs> but it just, I mean, that stuff makes you think about it. Because yeah. there is an aspect of... Uh, I mean, when you're trying to be calculated about, oh, you know, the future of my life, is this going to, am I going to work, is this going to work through the future? It's one thought. But then when it's like, well, there is no future, this could be the end of days, or Mm -hmm. I just want to take advantage of the time that I have, it really changes perspectives. Well, so one thing I will say about this is I do think that during times of some time, times, I don't know why I said times twice, times of intense emotion and fear will sometimes actually bring out who matters in your life the most and, and sort of what has been eating you up. And I think I have, I've seen this. 
I've seen this before. I had someone reach out to me when something happened in my life, and it was because they, like, it hit them, like, oh, man, I need to actually, like, say sorry about this. Or, like, it basically, what it did was it made something that seemed so big less of a big deal. And that's a lot of times when these really big events happen, you realize that some of the things that have been mounting in you, like, oh, man, this is such a big deal, it's not that big of a deal. Like, a lot of times things that... (laughs) Are keeping you up at night, and the whole scheme of things feels like your last day on earth. You're not gonna care about it anymore. That's actually a good point. It's it's kind of a uh, a recalibration of mm-hmm. of value because you when you have normality and and uh, almost uh, you could argue stagnancy. It's like all all these minute petty things can can build up, and you can think all of them matter, but then if you have something that shakes that perspective, um, you realize why the hell do I care about half this stuff? I'm, I'm making a bigger deal out of, out of this stuff than I need to. And then I want to, um, I, and it, not to make light of this situation, obviously, but I think that is a silver lining that you can find out of this stuff is it does make you think about what actually does matter. Maybe what, what things you should, be more lenient with or let go of dude totally uh, that, that i feel like that always happens in my life there'll be something like i don't know something bigger that happens and i just i look back and i just feel almost guilty for letting small things bother me so much and that's kind of unfortunately just what happens with humans in general sometimes it seems like we we need like tragic events to get people to start appreciating things again like as i said in my video I hope that the one silver lining in this whole coronavirus pandemic is that now that people are going to be kind of forced to to stay inside and spend time with the people that they love the most in their life, I think it. I'm I'm hoping that some people can realize that their lives are so go go go. But if they ever like took a step back to actually breathe, they would see what actually matters at the end of the day. I feel like it, this is a good recalibration for a lot of people in the world to just kind of look around at the people and you you see like what matters. Like my family right now. They're still in Florida, and like they're a little stressed out about this whole thing, and it's because they're they're like thinking about well what really matters, and they're, like, they're looking towards the people who could be impacted by this. And I don't know. I, I think there's something to be said about as bad as things can be, that recalibration can be like there will be people that because of this, their lives will be better. Like they they this will be a wake up call to them in one way or another, and that will be the the good part in all this. Yeah. One thing I think about, and this is kind of a dark thought. I don't know what you what you think about the uh, this stuff, but um, and this is not. I'm just gonna preface this. I'm not suicidal at all. So I just I want to say that as like a, uh, a not necessarily a trigger warning, but just this isn't me being depressed and like. But I just think about this. Kind of makes me think, like, if I was to go, uh, there's, there's, I, I've kind of had this idea of of a being at peace with that. Just like, and the the also the idea of just how Earth is kind of overpopulated as it is. I, I mean, I don't want people to die. Obviously, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, like, uh. I, I had a conversation with somebody just about um, just life and and uh, part of me was I, I got to this headspace of like why why do we even deserve to exist in a way 
like there there's almost uh, an entitled because of our ability to have consciousness uh, we feel very entitled to this existence um, and also some spirituality uh, builds a belief or a philosophy of entitlement I think as well and uh, this just just got me thinking about like you know I I'm not I obviously have been given like I, I am, I'm alive and I'm grateful for that but I don't I'm not owed anything by this existence and so I mean, if you die, you're not gonna be pissed because you're dead. But I don't know. I uh, <laughs> are you serious, man? <laughs> I freaking died, dude. Uh, no, but I I don't know. My head's kind of gotten into that play that spot just thinking about um, the mortality of it all, and and just uh, it, it's in a weird way liberating because it, it does make me think like, yeah, I I'm not owed anything through this life, and I need to cherish. If I'm if I'm going to be alive, I need to cherish what I have in front of me, and the things that I care about. Otherwise, what the hell am I doing? You know. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what you're doing. To be honest with you, you're wearing a GI Joe hoodie. Yeah, I made a mistake. I walked over here and I was like, I had taken my dog outside. And I was like, oh, it's pretty nice out, but I was in an alley where the wind was blocked, so yeah. it was a bad call. It's still pretty cold in, in the city of Chicago. It's pretty funny because when I was, uh, I was in the airport and uh, I had like a hoodie on. I didn't even think it was that big of a deal. And the TSA person looked at me <laughs> and they said, it's still cold in Chicago? As if like it was very weird that I was wearing a hoodie. I'm like, yeah, it's still cold in Chicago. It's like still winter. <laughs> it's not warm there. I can promise you that. It's, it's just funny. People just don't know things. <laughs> Like, I, I'm just realizing more and more people just don't get things. They just, but the problem, people, <laughs> people just, just have don't a, know things. people just have a little bit of information. Nobody like actually like researches things. They just get a little bit of information and then they just make bold generalizations off a little bit of information. It's weird because I do a ton of research. Yeah, Brandon is he's the research team at Everything Must Go. <laughs> no, last night we were talking about uh, we're gonna start hiring some employees at Everything Must Go. So we're taking applications. Yeah, uh, it's zero pay. You have to work eighteen hours on Sundays. Oh yeah, no, no, it's twelve <laughs> hours on Sundays, eighteen hours every other day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sunday is nice. Sundays are it's nice. It's no pay, but we'll remember you fondly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But I think it would be cool to work for Everything Must Go. I think I- we'd be cool bosses. Which one of Who, us would be mean and nice, boss? I was gonna say, <laughs> good cop, bad cop. Which one of us do you think? I feel like I'd be the good cop. You'd be the bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're not gonna like. Ah, uh, let me think. What? Why? Why would I be the bad cop? You're just a mean guy. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Brandon's always like the nice guy, and I'm always just. <laughs> but but because Brandon's nice, it's not possible you can both be the nice guy. So you're gonna have to take on. I'm that gonna persona. have to be the mean guy. You're gonna be like, wow, you really are being mean. Oh, you know what we should talk about? What? So. Two weeks ago, we talked about zodiac signs and how frustrated they make you. Yeah. Well, this weekend we got to find <laughs> out Stephen's big three zodiac signs. I don't so, remember any of them. I think uh, you're an Aquarius sun, a Leo moon. None of this means anything to me. And a Scorpio rising. Yeah. And the Scorpio rising is is how people perceive you, and Scorpios, I guess, are sex 
sex monsters or something. <laughs> I don't think that was ever listed. <laughs> no, she said something about. She said something about uh, you just ooze sexual appeal. I don't think that was listed in the astrology. That was listed. Actually, it, it honestly, as I said, I don't know who writes these things because they're re- absolutely ridiculous. I think it's Deborah. Deborah, yeah. That was, see, someone like that probably is who wrote these up. I, I, I talked about There'll be a vlog video coming out where you'll see a lot of the discussion about the Zodiac because we got a lot of it on camera, and I'm happy for y'all to see it. Unfortunately, it's Y'all? A, wow, Mag in Tennessee now, huh? You know, I, it's funny you mention that because I do say that now sometimes. I'm like, where did this come from? I don't even know. Dude, you're a you're I'm conformist. I'm I, thought, I thought you were a leader. You're a conformist. <laughs> I'm changing. No, I th- maybe people in Chicago. I have no idea. Honestly. I think I'm just maybe I'm just lazier with my vernacular now. I'm just like ah, I don't even care. That's probably not it, but I I don't know what it is. Well, you're really busy though. I'm really busy, <laughs> so I just have to like cut out words. But anyways, so we did. Yeah, people are gonna see it on the vlog. But how did you feel about learning, hearing the stuff? I was pissed. About, you were pissed. I was pissed because I just, I, it's just frustrating to get in discussions about zodiac stuff. Because so many people believe in it, but like I don't think they have anywhere near enough knowledge to even have educated thoughts on it. And to be honest, even the people who originally wrote the Zodiac stuff, how, why are we trusting them? <laughs> like, what, what what backing do these people have? Like thousands of years ago, they're just like seeing things in the stars, and then they said, "Hey, you kind of all right, you you go over there, you go over there." What was this even based off of? Like a limited sample size and. I don't know why it's called Zodiac. I don't know. I don't know where any of this comes from. I don't know who originally came up with this. But Greek mythology, we said this is all rubbish. Threw it away. Like word rubbish. Big fan. Uh, and then, and then I don't know. It's just it's really frustrating. I know everyone who likes Zodiac stuff thinks I'm a hater, and they're partially right. No, you are. You are right. You're right. You're a hater. I'm a hater. See, this on is why stuff. I'm the good guy. You're the bad guy. I just. There's just certain things people are, they've had it too good for too long with the Zodiac stuff. Let, let me ask you this. <laughs> Let's hear it. Tell me. Let me ask you this. Do you think, do you think me, my nice guy persona is, is overhyped? <sighs> uh, ooh, that's a good question actually. <laughs> really? Uh, is it overhyped? No, you are actually a nice guy. Like I think, I think it's true to character that you're a nice guy. I think that my n- not nice guy thing is overhyped. <laughs> I think that because you are the nice guy, that sometimes people are trying to like make a narrative that I must be the mean guy, but I'm not. Oh, you think we're compared? Sometimes. I, I mean, of course we're gonna be compared. We're on the same damn but podcast. We're friends. We... But don't people think that you're a mean guy outside of ah, the circles well, that well, I run with you? Well, in? I don't know. Let's we'll do a poll. On that. <laughs> We'll have to we'll have to figure that out. We'll have to put the research team on that. What, I, don't, I can't speak to that. I don't know. What What do you think? If you could point out a quality as to why people might think that you're not a nice guy, what What do you think it might be? Oh, we're putting me on the spot to answer this. I mean, I could I, I could uh, just one. Just pick one. Yeah. Maybe the the fact that I. A lot of stuff I say, probably. <laughs> Wait a second. So you're arguing? No, it's it's just because of how I look. 
<laughs> you're it's arguing open. that it's overhyped that you're not a nice guy, but then your one quality is the words that you say make you seem like you're not a nice guy. Okay, but but but, but okay, but we need to unpack that. I am a nice guy. I'm just, <laughs> but I, I just say a bunch of mean I, shit. I, I, but I, but it's being misinterpreted sometimes. It's being like I'm being sarcastic, and they're like, "Wow, that was mean." And I'm like, no, it wasn't. It, it, the words might have been mean, but what was behind the words was, was a nice guy. Yeah, it was compassion. Yeah, that's the thing. Now it's making me, <laughs> we're making me seem worse than I am. No, we're asking good questions. Yeah, I just, no, I think I'm a nice guy. I think you're that's ni- it. I think you're a nice guy. You, you've got some not so nice moments, but so do I. So do I. Wait. So do I. Can you think of one that I did that was not nice? Um, nope, I don't like. I don't like this. I don't I was know say, Actually, you like the tear. No, you got one. I mean, I can think of some things that you've probably said to me during competition, like competitive stuff when you're talking <laughs> crap. That's probably actually I shouldn't say on the podcast. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, when I get really competitive on things, there's probably an element of me. Well, I I, I think actually that that could be maybe a mean quality about me is that I'm just so competitive that people can misinterpret that and be like. Why does this guy care about this? Well, you can be competitive without shit-talking. The problem is you combine those two things. <laughs> you shit-talk. Only sometimes. Uh, so, sometimes. All right, you beat me in basketball back in 2012, <laughs> and we didn't have another game for, what was it, six years? <laughs> Seven years. Seven years? <laughs> and I couldn't live it down. Meanwhile, I beat you in bowling. And you barely heard about it from me unless you would bring up basketball. Yeah, that's because, objectively, bowling is not a sign of character. Okay. Well, then, when we had our rematch, I kicked your fucking ass. (laughs) And you barely hear about it from me. And I'm competitive, but I don't have to shit talk. I let my play do the talking. Basketball's different. Now basketball. I take it really personal, right? Especially, think about it. There's no NBA season right now. So I got to fill the void. How does that work for this? I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes I think if I just throw out information enough to confuse someone, then they won't see that my point doesn't make sense. What do you think the pros and cons of being competitive is? Do you you think that this is a a thing that people should Uh, have more of? Or do you think that it's... Uh, can be a hindrance at times. I think it's mostly a good thing. I, I, I also are you biased? Of course, I'm extremely biased. <laughs> I'm like the most biased person. Uh, it depends on like what person that you are, because not everyone can be ultra competitive. Because if everyone was ultra competitive, it you you need some people who are like fine taking a step back from it sometimes and like using more logic than just. Like, sometimes I just get in a zone where I'm like, I have to win. I just block out everything else. I do this a lot. And uh, it can be bad because sometimes I will like, my day will be ruined if I lose at something. And I just won't be able to brush it off. But the good thing is, when I lose at something, I bounce back hard. Because I, I like, I'm, it's almost like I go back to the lab and I'm like, trying to figure out what, what went wrong in the equation. Like, and I, I, I'll study it. I mean, and, and I'll, uh, even when it comes to just like my YouTube videos, if I release a video... And it doesn't do well. I'll I'll go back and try to figure out okay what what did I do differently on this one? And I can usually like, kind of pick it apart. So I think like 
if you can be competitive to the point where you can then ex examine yourself and actually make some changes, I think that's the part of it that can be very good. The bad would be that I'll let it ruin an entire day. I mean, I'll just be in a bad mood, and uh, I, I just hate I hate losing. But it all it, it it's ultimately what makes me. I'm not saying I'm like the most successful person, but I believe in my continued success going through life because a lot of it is in my competitive nature. Well, let's back up here to the the context of when it goes poorly. So what exactly? I guess specifically in the context of like a YouTube video that doesn't perform well, mm -hmm. why do you think that hits your competitive nature specifically? Yeah, because with, I don't know, for me, anything that you do in life, I, I kind of feel like it is a competition to a certain extent. Maybe people don't look at it that way, but when I look at my subscriber count and I see other people out there that have more than me, I do think like, why do they? Why do they have more than me? There's no reason this person should have more. Like I'll, I'll try to figure out. I'll try to like reason through it. Sometimes it's, it's a, it's a bit irrational. Like I, I probably shouldn't. It, it can be unhealthy if done in the wrong way. Because then you could look at well, you shouldn't be envious of other people. It's more of, I want a lot for myself. So when I see people who are doing something, I sort of tap into my competitive nature to be like, I think I can do that too. And a lot of people, I think that are less competitive, they'll just not even get to that point where they're like, eh, I could get there or I could just not. And for me, it's like, no, I am going to get there and I'm going to do what it takes to get to that point because I want that for myself. And I'm a, I'm a very difficult person to make like satisfied because of this, but that's also how my competitiveness like kicks it into gear. Hmm. But I... So from your perspective, you are competitive too, but we've talked about before how the ways that we are competitive are not the same. So for people who aren't familiar with how you approach your competitive nature, how do you internalize this whole thing? I mean, I, I, I think I've even struggled to figure out what pulls my competitive nature out of it. Because, I mean, my life, my philosophical perspective or existential perspective is one where nothing really matters. <laughs> so mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's like uh, the, I mean, it's tough. Cause I, I obviously pick and choose what matters, uh, but it ends up being like specifically with competitiveness in the moment of competition of something that I'm actually being pulled to compete against. Like if you and I play basketball in that moment, I'm going to really fucking care. And I'm, I don't want you to fucking beat me. But if, if you pull me out right now, I don't think about us playing basketball. I only thought about it back when you would bring up that you beat me. <laughs> you know, but like the compet it wasn't like something that I was like yeah. just dying that I lost. You know, I, there wasn't this whatever. I it, it, It's one of my things that it ends up not being something that hangs with me. And I also think that I've developed an ability to not compare myself as well because I think I think there is a level of uh, competition that in some um, some ways can be comparisons like especially when you talk about YouTube like you are looking at these other YouTubers and saying how you know I should be killing the game compared to these people and I think for me, you know, I think I think that a lot of times about other musicians where I'm just like, 
I'll hear musicians and I'm like, I'm better than this person. But it, but truly, there's a lot that goes into our life that we can't control. And so I think I've done a, a decent job of developing a mindset where I can separate what can I control for my success or me winning and what can what is out of my hands. So what I can control is like specifically let's look at content. I can make music, originals, covers. I can post stuff on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, Twitter, you know, wherever I post stuff. Um, and I can I can make that stuff, but once it's out there, I can't necessarily control if it picks up, if people if people want to share it. Uh, whatever I can encourage that even with my actions, um, but the I think the the competitive nature um, that part of me doesn't exist in that format because I think a lot of that stuff um, well I wouldn't say it doesn't exist it's not it's not a major contributor to my motivation because there are a lot of factors that go into success in life and some of which are just out of your hands so. Why am I, it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but basically just like, why am I comparing myself to people who are outside of what I'm even doing at this moment? Like, I, I just want to get, I like doing what I do and I want to get better at doing what I like to do. That's enough motivation for me. And then I just put it out there, whatever, um, Again, like if you were to if you were to have a musician sit here with me and you guys were like, all right, you guys compete for twenty bucks, whoever sings better, I'm gonna be yeah. competitive in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a specific zone that you're putting us in, and you're saying you against him. Um, but if I'm just like sitting at home doing YouTube videos, I'm not going on other YouTube channels saying I should be more successful than this person. That that's that's such an interesting perspective because I think for me. A lot of times it feeds into just my competitive nature in general is I just feel like, uh, like why, like there's some people who are, they'll have something that I'm like, man, it'd be really cool if I could have that specific thing. And I'll think, well, why does that person get that thing? And I don't get that thing. And I'm just like, do they really have, so I'll, I'll kind of like, I'll kind of pry into it and then I'll, I'll sort of go back into my head, sort of work through it and try to figure out like, oh. Like, I, I get it. There are certain things I won't be competitive in because it just doesn't even make sense. But if I can find something within someone else that they and, the, and they have something that I want, I'll try to figure out, like, are they doing it better than me? Are they working harder than me? Because the right, the, there's obviously there's things in here I can't control. But for everything that I can control, I just feel like that's where my, my competitiveness comes in is I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do – I'm going to, like – try to beat them in that specific thing, like work more hours, do whatever it needs to take, whatever I need to do. And then hopefully I get lucky. Well, okay. Let, let me challenge you. On Ooh, this okay. Here. Challenge me. Do it. Because challenge me. I, I, I'm pretty sure you would, you would agree that there are scenarios where you do have that perspective of why does this person have this? And I don't, and you look at, okay, what are they doing that I'm not? And, when you're done with your analysis, you would say they're not doing anything more than I'm doing mm -hmm. or anything better than I'm doing. They just got this because of, let's say, for instance, they're hot. Mm -hmm. then, then at that point, 
you're, I feel like all you've kind of arrived at is this substanceless thing that now you're comparing to that is completely out of your hands. And I'm wondering how you internalize that because now you don't have something that you can necessarily say, well, they were doing better than me at social media marketing. Uh They were just hotter. So how do you internalize that? I don't know. Because it seems like yeah, yeah, yeah. you get frustrated with that. And I don't know. I I don't know from my perspective if I see it end up being a good thing for you. I think I do get frustrated with it. I do think a little part of me will separate it. If there's – a little part of me will separate it because I, I guess something that's really important to establish in this is I very much, I, I guess, I, I, I try not to preach anything, but if there's anything I think I do sort of preach through my, like, a, a general thread is be the best version of you. And that is that is the truth in all this is I am not oblivious to see the fact that for anyone to reach their full potential, it's to be great at what it is that you specifically do. Because everyone, I think, has their superpower. And it may be t- sometimes tough for people to figure out, like, what is their thing that they do better than other people. But I do think that I kind of use that part of it where, like, there might be someone where I am just flat out not as good at certain things as them. But that doesn't mean that, like, the exact combination of things that I can bring to the table, I can't be great at that combination of things. So there is, as competitive as I am, I really do look, like, it all sort of does trickle down into the internal struggle for me to compete against, like, how do I reach my ceiling and... That's why I, I I tend to not get like I don't just sit around all day like man I wish I had I was Logan Paul like I'll never sit around and and wish I bring up Logan Paul specifically <laughs> because Brandon always is like wow Logan Paul you're a big fan of that guy I don't like to sit around and I'm like man I wish I was like Logan Paul I just I think of it's kind of the reason why I don't have just one role model in my life that I just like wish I was that person because there's not one person I wish that I was I'm glad that I'm me. I just pull from a bunch of other people. I try to get as good as I can at the, at whatever it is that I care about at the moment. But yeah, ultimately you can't you can't just sit around and try to be better than a specific person. All you can do is try to find something that they do and then make it your own, if anything, and then become as good as you can at it from your perspective. So I, I, I get. Does that answer the question? Or yeah. I, no. I, I yeah. think that because that is how I process it in my head. If you're able to internalize it in a way where it is a uh, your own personal boost towards what you want specifically, then that's good. I, I obviously don't know what's going on inside your head or, you know, what really, as much as I do know Dude, you and I think that take I get you. Wow, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, as much as I think I do get you, I, I don't actually know the inner workings of your your thoughts and, and your perspectives, how you perceive things. Uh, it's just different. We're not going to be able oh, to yeah, know yeah. that. I can try to, ex- you can try to explain it to me all you want, but I'm still not exactly going to know. Well, that's a cool part of the podcast is just to like have these types of conversations. And, yeah. And I mean, even, even now, just the fact that we have like brought words to how I feel about this stuff, it is allowing me to think about like, am I handling this in a healthy manner? I, I do think that I am handling this in a healthy manner. I do think that there are times where I do think that I'm looking too much to other people, like where it could drag me down a little bit. But I think overall, the way that I've been handling it... On average, you probably... Yeah, I, th- I think it's mostly like a healthy way of doing it. I think it helps motivate me, and I know when things are... Like, there's things that have happened before where I'm like, 
that was not helping me. <laughs> well, I'll say this because you've talked about how your competitiveness has like made you mad that I'm better at music than you. Even though music is like my thing that I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, creatively. I think you need to like explain that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I feel like someone's gonna be like, Steve doesn't even do music, so yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even really know how to explain. Okay, it I'll, I'll I'll explain it. I'm just really competitive about things, and sometimes I'll like irrationally be like, well, man, I wish I was like better at music, so I'll just like be mad about things just completely irrationally, right. and. It can seem like I'm just being like petty about it, but I don't actually even do the things that I'm. That I'll be exactly. Mad about. Well, this is It'll what... be like LeBron James is really good at basketball. Like, damn, why is he better at basketball than me? Right. <laughs> but this this was my point. Was this is a kind of this is evidence for what you were saying of how you internalize it? Because I don't actually see you spending time working on music. Mm -hmm. uh, it maybe me being good at music or whatever I do. Uh, will push you to be better at what you do, but I don't see you sitting at a keyboard being like, I gotta get better at, you don't waste your time on getting better at music because of your competitive nature with me. So I think that that's probably proof to what you are describing as your, your process for Yeah, if, if I actually sat around and I was like, I'm gonna be better than LeBron James. <laughs> like if I was, if, if, like if I stopped doing podcasting and I was just going to the gym every day to try to be the best Why don't we ever, do that though? We should do that. That's gonna be my. Let's solve year. all our problems. Yeah, dude. If we just if we just got better than LeBron James at basketball, we wouldn't have to work our nine to five jobs. Can you imagine if we just? I've thought about this before. Just dedicated our lives to becoming the best shooters ever. Like we could shoot eighty percent from the three point line, no matter like who contested us. We were just that good. I mean, if we could do that, <laughs> but I think there is a certain extent for uh, just your natural talents. And as as hard as you can work at things, I think, I think with anything, this is a genetic thing, uh, to a certain extent. You have you have capacities that you can reach. I think there there is, I you I don't think you can ever fully find out what your ceiling is for yeah. something. But you, I think there is technically a ceiling at what you can do on things. And so as much work as we might put into being the best shooters ever, we might not have the ceiling to shoot eighty percent from three point. <laughs> Yeah, that's where uh, self-awareness is. <laughs> See, that's I, I really do think that's how both you and I get away with a lot of things that even could be unhealthy for some people. Is I, We're both very self-aware people, which is very beneficial and, and just helpful in, in general. Yeah. Great. Now I don't even know what to talk about. <laughs> we don't know what to talk about anymore. <laughs> uh, we probably should mention that we're not going to have any segments on this yeah. episode. Uh, well, what are you talking about? We got segments. We oh, got yeah? segments for days. What are our segments today? What were my three favorite things <laughs> from Florida? I'm just kidding. I don't even know what they were. I can probably guess. You think you could guess? I, I'm gonna I guess. don't even know what they are, but go ahead. Well, three favorite things or three like highlights? I, I, apparently, I just said three favorite things. It's very ambiguous. could be like anything, really. Your three favorite things were uh, spending time with Kyle. That's a good one. Probably spent time friend. with your family. Um, oh. Yeah, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> and then I would say uh, the reset that the vacation gave you mentally. Maybe even more. I'll go uh, more. Specific. I was thinking shark attack. For the <laughs> Well, that's no, why I asked you if it was favorite or a highlight, because I feel like yeah, that's a yeah, highlight, yeah. but I don't know that you necessarily liked that, because you were like, I was just well, in that water. Well, Ky so Kyle, he's my fantasy baseball 
guy. Like him and I, we have a team together. We did a lot of like talk on fantasy baseball. That was one of my favorite parts, actually, of the whole trip. But you know, the season is who knows when it's starting now. So yeah. my draft was actually supposed to be next Friday, but is it gonna happen? No, I don't know when it's gonna happen at this point. You should talk about the shark attack, though. Yeah, like, so should know that. no joke. One day when I was in Florida, I saw a. I was like looking into the the river, and there was a huge splash, and then all of a sudden I just see like a fish jump out of the water, and then it comes into the water, and then I just see this little like as if it was right out of a movie, a shark fin come out of the water. It was this big gray shark, and I just see him go and just attack this fish. So there are legit sharks. Like that was not far from the coast at all. It was right by the coast. Did you see the blood? I did not see the blood. Just, I mean, there wasn't. I mean, there obviously was blood, but I, I didn't see that part of it. And I'm kind of glad it was. It was pretty frightening to know that that guy was just hanging out in the ocean. Uh, that same night, I also saw two shooting stars that were incredible. Best shooting star I've ever seen in my entire life. One of them. It was like just a giant orange fireball. I just love shooting stars. They're so cool. Did you make a wish? Uh, I didn't. I should have made a wish. Okay, let's say that it happened right now. What would you wish for? Uh, I would wish that one of the videos that you and I do in the next... In 2020... I mean, it doesn't have to go like viral, but like it gets a lot of views. You have a wish and you're not going to go... Okay, it goes viral. You're going to waste your wish. <laughs> I just hope that I have a video that gets like 200 <laughs> views. What the hell, man? You're horrible, man. My self-confidence must be crushed since this vacation. <laughs> I just like really lower my standards. On what I just hope entails. a couple of videos get like 10 more views than usual. I just hope one person subscribes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, here's one thing I will say about my Florida trip. Well, I'll say two things. One, it was the most I actually... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I just uh, okay, I'll, right. okay I'll, come, I'll try to really get to the point of the excitement. Okay. I, I get it, I get it. One, I won't interrupt you anymore. Okay, perfect. So if you just go per- yeah, with your per- story, perfect. I okay, won't. the story's coming now. Okay, so okay, perfect. Yeah, so now? Oh, no, so perfect. Okay, so I actually oh, gosh, I averaged only oh. an hour of screen time, hour and eleven minutes, which is really good. Screen time meaning your phone? Yes, on my phone because I tried to be off my phone as much as I could because I actually wanted to take a legitimate vacation, and just to see what would happen. My creativity was like through the roof, and I actually felt. I felt just different. Like well, I, and for comparison, what is your oh normal? probably six or seven hours? I think yeah, it's somewhere in that range. It's a lot. Uh, and then I would I did go. The main reason I went to Disney World was to go see the new Star Wars stuff, Galaxy's Edge. It lives up to the hype. I don't want to say you didn't get a lightsaber. Yeah, I know. I I, I don't want to give away too much about it because I like being you know when people go and are surprised. I didn't look anything up on it on purpose. I really tried to hide it from me. The one ride that I went on there, it might be the best ride I've ever been on before. And that's saying a lot. I used to work at Disney World. I grew up near uh, an amusement park that uh, was called Jog Lake slash Six Flags, um, which had one of the most roller coasters in the world. Plus, I also grew up near Cedar Point. I've been to a lot of amusement parks. Used to have a season pass at Universal. This might be the best ride I've ever been on. It's incredible. It was the most impressive ride I've ever been on before. That's awesome. I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. I want to go there so freaking bad. I yeah. mean, it'd be pretty cool if we went. Let's do it. Together. Let's do it. 
vlog it maybe we'll take our wives we don't have wives well i did but then you slept with her and then (laughs) she's pregnant with twins dude you hate that for those of you who don't get that joke uh we did a video called the confrontation and the premise of the video was that uh my wife was pregnant with twins and one of them was mine one of them was steven's and then i brought it back in my last christmas cover uh, where I made a drunken uh, retort to Christy for breaking my heart. I'm really surprised that video doesn't have like a million views. It was so incredible. How did it not get millions of views? I'm really sad about it. I'm sad about it too because it was, it was quality. And it was also a good time of us acting together. And at the time of the release of this... Uh, the Cutthroat Kitchen parody. Oh, yeah. Might be out. It might be out. If not, it'll be out shortly after the release of this episode. So that's a good shout out. Uh, if you want to see that video, go subscribe to Bailey Makes Videos on YouTube. Uh, she is releasing a parody um, of Cutthroat Kitchen, like Stephen said, and we are in it. Stephen plays Alton, Alton Brown, who's the host of the show, and then I play an ex-convict. <laughs> Uh, who is a contestant on the show? We saw a little tiny amount of it last night, of the of the show or of the video, and I'm really excited. Yeah, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. Hopefully, um, we get to do more of this kind of stuff too. We've already actually started brainstorming with Bailey a little bit about like what our next move could be in terms of collaborations. Yep, and we've talked about just because uh, Stephen and I are, I think more refined in terms of of the creative side not necessarily the technical side so bailey is bailey is creative as well but her being able to put together something like cutthroat kitchen uh as highly produced as it was is is something that we don't usually get to take advantage of so it's really cool that we we got to be a part of that and definitely definitely recommend you guys checking it out and hopefully we get to learn a little bit in the process like that was that was just cool to be a part of i i just after doing that, just being on set again, because the, the last time I was on a set like that was in college, it, it just gets me really excited about uh, the possibilities of doing further acting in videos and doing it like, together. Like I think it was really cool that we were on the same shoot together. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, because we have done like skits and stuff together, uh, but nothing of that high quality before. Oh, yeah. Which is really cool. Let's, uh, let's actually answer this question. What do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question um, that we got asked was, what is our favorite thing about Chicagoans? Why don't you start? Because you actually said that you knew an answer to this already. My favorite thing about Chicagoans is Chicago is obviously a big city. And uh, it has that big city vibe. Like you just, at least for me, like I, I walk, you know, on my walks over to Steven's place, I'm really excited I get energy from just being around people, um, and then you know I've when I've gone downtown, uh, just like the big buildings and the skyline, um, just the energy of a city is great, and the diversity of a city as well. Like uh, I know I'm making a roundabout point, but uh, I, I went to a so far show, and uh, for those of you who don't know what so far is, it's um, basically this uh these little house shows that get put on house shows are just like really intimate shows where musicians play for an audience that like you don't 
you're not on your phone during the show you're just there to really watch and pay attention and it's a very intimate setting for musicians um but there was like the audience was very diverse the 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 artists were very diverse and you just get that sense and i think it's very um stimulating for me intellectually but the one thing i want to say is even though it has all that of like a big city it's still in the midwest so i feel like there are some of those like midwestern values in people that i grew up with so even though it's a new place and it it can be overwhelming when you think about how massive it is there's still like this familiar feeling and i think that's why it feels like home here is like i'm energized but i'm also comfortable and uh, the the mold the merging of those two, I think, is what hits home for me. That's pretty much what I say as well. I like the fact that Chicagoans. It it depends on how specific you want to take this and be like, is a Chicagoan someone who was born and raised in Chicago, or a Chicagoan just when I walk out and about people who live in the city? And I would say what I like about Chicagoans is pretty much as Brandon said you get a feeling of that that energy that you're in a big city with these people, but yet you also kind of just feel like they are people. They're not, they're not, I, it feels genuine. I don't feel like someone is just talking to me for business reasons or to try to, who knows what. Like, I, I guess I've never lived in like LA or New York City or something. I, I can't speak to if people really, are real fake there you hear it a lot but i feel that people are pretty real and you get the energy of people who are pretty motivated and i, I don't know i i think that that's probably my favorite thing just a really good combination yeah i i do think it's a it's a really nice uh hybrid of of that and it's it's definitely made me feel uh comfortable being here i mean don't get me wrong i've I've already experienced some shitty people, but you technically get that everywhere. And uh, one thing I I can say coming from Rochester, which is a very small town, is uh, the lack of diversity there really makes you feel like it just has an aura of ignorance. Not necessarily that I experienced any ignorance, but it, it wasn't stimulating in the sense where I'm like, I'm not really... I just feel like I'm hearing the same opinions over and over again from people or I just, I kind of look at life as an opportunity to always be growing or, uh, as someone put it recently, uh, a pursuit of becoming, always becoming who we are. Um, and so I get very restless by things that don't feel like they're stimulating that purpose. Uh, so that's why I think I made a really good choice coming here because I, I feel more of that purpose fulfilled in this spot. I feel the same way. You know, when it comes to when we do the Spotify segments, do you think what, what do you think about the idea of us having like a specific idea? Like we pick a song. This just throwing this out there. What if we did like a pick a song that got you through a tough time like just like pick like maybe we don't always do this for the spotify section but we should maybe do this every once in a while where we like base a song off of a specific reason yeah. but we like give each other the prompt of what it is 
Put it in the Trello. I like... What do you think? Good idea? Now, yeah. you guys are hearing them... You, th- th- this is actually something that I've been so pumped on since you have lived here, is we're just... I mean, I just think we're, we're pretty good at our, like, our creative back and forth. Like, I like how we both have input. I, I really do think it's a rare case where you actually have people who pretty evenly give input on things. Because I feel like... I would, I would guess that in most sort of business partner or creative, like, the collaborators, there's probably usually like one person who sort of takes control of the situation. I think it's kind of cool that it just depends on what it is to see, like, which person, like, leads the charge on that thing. Yeah. Well, it, it's even interesting specifically in our context because we both have our own individual creative thing that we do. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've even had bands, um, but I've had a hard time... I mean, I have collaborated with people and, and things have turned out well at times, but I, I have had moments where I have a hard time letting go of that creative control. And I've actually not had that problem with Dude, same. with our stuff. And I don't know if that be, is because it started, like specific, I wasn't doing podcasting before. Uh-huh. I literally started this with you and you started this with me. So we just are like, all we know is working <laughs> together on it. It could be that. Uh-huh. But I mean... Even like we did a TikTok, we've done TikToks. Like I had that one where I had the, what did this happen to me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had that part, but I was like, okay, what's the caption on this? And you're like, do it uh, when the <laughs> toilet upstairs overflows or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you came up with that, and I was like, boom, that was I couldn't. There's think been of that so thing. many of those moments. I feel like yeah, and that's uh, I think we're just meant to. You're ruining it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate when you do this. <laughs> you can't just let a good thing be a good thing. I can't. You always, you always. Go I too ruin far. the moment. See, the thing is, if you weren't so goofy, dude, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> I'd probably have a wife and kids. Dude, so maybe it's a good thing I'm goofy. You would be. I wouldn't be here kids. right now. That's true. Brandon's goofiness has 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 both hindered him just enough that the Everything Must Go podcast exists. <laughs> It's both destroyed my life and created it. Well, I don't know. Wait a second. I don't think it created it. I think my created dad's kind of goofy. My mom's kind of goofy, too. I hear, I, I hear too. that. So that's why they banged. Oh, that's how that works? Yeah. Dude, that's no high five. <laughs> Mom and dad fucking. <laughs> Come on, dude. Things you will not hear me ever say. Dude. I wish I was there. That's for just that. the difference between you and I. I'm the if mature If I could have one. seen the night I was conceived, that would have been sick, dude. It would have been. I sick. feel like that's 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 a human right. Can we agree on that? Like you have the right to figure out to like see what happened the day you were conceived. Can we can we come to a common ground here? <laughs> I wonder if anyone has ever actually seen that before. There probably is someone. Who could actually oh yeah, like a sex it. tape and then, dude. Yeah. yeah, but how would you know like the exact? Okay, day? Like, that's now weird. with technology, it's 2020. You need to start recording yourself fucking, so that when you have your kid, they have record. Okay, we make home videos. You're not gonna make a home video of the night your baby was conceived. Right, it would be careless not to do that. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not a careless kind of guy. We have a responsibility. I've had this wrong the whole time. <laughs> I've been living a crazy life with oh no gosh. direction. I've got like six kids Dude, in different areas. Thank codes. you for giving me this direction. 
You're welcome. You're you're the captain of this ship. I'm just the pirates. So you'll call me captain. <laughs> I wouldn't definitely not call you captain. <laughs> Have you ever had a girl call you captain? I don't think so. I haven't either. I think I might start though. I kind of have a I kind of have a thing where I like pirate stuff. You know, like pirate. Like, it just it's just crazy to think that there was like peg leg guys. And... Go find the treasure. <laughs> and listen, yeah, like that idea of finding buried treasure would be pretty fun. But was that a real thing though? I think so. I don't think it. No, that, I don't. Know. I think it's folklore. I, I like to think that Pirates of the Caribbean is based on a true story. <laughs> There actually was a crack in. Like, it, those movies get more ridiculous, too. By, like, the third one, it's just, like, all bets are off. They're just throwing any giant squid, any magic. Just everything exists all of a sudden. You know, it's interesting. So we have Google pulled up on the screen. <laughs> what are you going to say about it? And Google does this cool thing where it saves your most used websites. You guys will never guess what Steven has. <laughs> Pornhub. No. X videos. Actually, I would literally read them. It's YouTube, MLB.com, Google, ESPN, Best Fantasy, Brazzers.com, Instagram, Amazon, and a photo editor. Uh, The funny thing about this is I totally just gave away that I know those porns. (laughs) That's literally what Brandon, like, right before he came over here, he looked and he was like, okay, interesting that those are all my top sites. He just doesn't actually know how to delete his history. He just found out right now that he could. It's like, wait a second. I think one time... I was an idiot when I was a kid. I uh, I went like one of the first times I ever looked up porn on a on my parents' computer uh, was in, like seventh grade or something. I was going through puberty. That was a tough year for me, and uh, I was very horny all the time. And I looked. Uh, I went to girlsgonewild.com, which if you're gonna look at porn. That's some weak shit to look up. You know what I mean? I've never been on that site, but I remember as a kid seeing those well, commercials. The, the funny thing is. The site, you don't see anything. They don't show anything. You just like, can buy like the VHS you have to, tapes Yeah, you have to something. buy the tape. <laughs> so I did that. And then I tried to go to PamelaAnderson.com. Wasn't a website. So, over to. And then, what, what did I go to? Oh, I went to cheerleaders.com. And that site was pretty nice. But, here's what I'll say. Is it still a thing? Should we try it? I don't know. No, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to cheerleaders.com and uh, they had some graphic pictures right on the front. I was like, hell yeah. But then you had to click the button, I am 18 years or older. And it's not that I was like, oh, I can't lie on this site. I, I can't go to it. It was just, I saw tits and I got nervous. All right. Dude, man, if times changed for you. <laughs> I know. You <laughs> Get me around some tits now and I'm freaking, I'm an animal. But back then... <laughs> Specifically, you're an animal. Yeah, I eat tits. What, what animal would you be in this situation? Uh, a mongoose. Okay, perfect. I was thinking that, actually. We're the same wavelength. All right. Any, <laughs> anything else we didn't cover in this episode? Um, check out cheerleaders.com. They sponsored this. <laughs> That's our first sponsor for the show. That'd be hilarious. I would freaking love that, dude. If we got to meet some of the it. cheerleaders. I would hate it. I mean, I would get nervous and not see them. Oh, okay. Perfect. Any, what, did we not cover something? Uh, well, let's just, let's since we've it. been gone for a little bit, let's just tell them about some content that we've released. Okay, perfect, dude. So, Whoa, you get, you're starting this? Oh, you started. Go ahead, you. Uh, I'm really offended. No, it's fine. No, you go I should have offered. This. See, this is, 
You're a nicer guy. No, you go first. You're a nicer guy. Go first. See, I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to overcompensate by being the nice guy. You go first, sir. I, I noticed this. I'm sir. gonna take my time of going first to give Stephen time to go first. Perfect. I was just thinking that you were so generous that I needed to pay you back, so you should go first. <laughs> I'm gonna take this gift and re-gift it because I know how much it would mean to you. After and everything you've done for me, I could never accept this gift. Very thankful. Don't get me wrong. What a wonderful thing for you to do for a friend. But that's why I'm going to say that you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um... <laughs> I barely remember. Oh, the content. What kind content we got going on? Yeah, so I've made the decision. So I was doing, so I'm doing two videos a week still. I was doing one cover and one songwriter to songwriter. Uh, but I've just been thinking a lot about how I want to. Uh, what's the word um really capitalize on possible exposure along with my content so he's only doing coronavirus songs no, <laughs> no. <laughs> i'm doing well, co- cut that tony tony cut out. get cut that out of here you can't put that kind of joke you've in been this. slacking on the job today we haven't had any cuts for you to make that's one of them all right you're gonna have to listen to the entire episode to make that cut cut it out tony jeez tony uh, no, I, I am doing two music posts a week and that could be a cover. It could be an original. Um, this week was my first week doing it. I released, uh, kids by MGMT on Thursday. And then today I released paparazzi by Lady Gaga. If you watch that video, stay till the end. I promise you it will be worth it. I know it, sometimes it is, it's worth it. People will be like, Oh, I'm watch two minutes of this and move on. Stay till the end. Not only do I think does do I think the song is constantly building to this end part, like musically, something happens in the video that you will love. So I did. Yes. And I'm a tough critic. He is. He's my toughest critic. Yeah. But definitely. that's that's about it for me. Uh, you can subscribe at Brandon J Flippin uh, on YouTube. That's also my handle for Twitter and Instagram. For those of you who may be new or those of you who are still slacking, I'm at 89 subscribers. Give me to 100, please. And on that note, also subscribe to the podcast, Everything Must Go podcast. We do video versions. We're not just audio-based. A lot of people don't know that. They love listening to the audio, but they don't care about the videos. But I'm telling you, the videos are they are going to get a lot better than the quality of these ones are right now, especially when I move into my next apartment. But... You know, we're making do what we can right now. Either way, our beauty transcends mm-hmm. webcam quality. So Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, in terms of me on the content front, obviously I was on vacation, so I only released one video last week, and it was about the cost of living in Chicago. I did, I did a video about the cost of living of Chicago in the past, but this one was quite a bit different. This was basically, is it worth it? And... I, I actually like this video a lot. I think I, I, I'm I hate saying I like my own videos, but I did enjoy this one. So you can probably if you are someone who's thinking about moving to Chicago or you're someone who always makes comments about the taxes are so high. I do recommend checking out this video. Uh, but from that point on, like now I'm, I'm back. So I'm going to be doing at least two videos a week and the Chicago my life in Chicago vlogs will be back. You'll see Brandon in a lot of those. And a big thing I'm excited about is the weather is going to get nicer, which means a lot more content options. Unfortunately, because of the coronavirus right now, we're a little bit limited because a lot of places are closed. But we can be outside 
and that opens up like there's going to be some of that vlog footage in the upcoming vlog right and other than that i'm gonna finally start doing some more neighborhood specific content i have i'm not sure when the first one of those will come out but it's about the time where the weather is getting a little bit nicer and i'll be able to do stuff like that once again bear with me a little bit since there's a, a lot of things going on like there's a lot of places are closed right now so that's probably gonna get delayed as well but on the positive note this is one of the last episodes that's recorded out of my apartment and that really opens up the doors for a lot of other content on my channel in which i'm really looking forward to because my goal is to make it so that i can film in pretty much every room in my new apartment which means i could do i can just do a lot more than i could right now so um, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it on the content front for me. Awesome. Well, uh, sorry if you guys were looking forward to the Spotify segment this week. Um, we were obviously trying to get organized a little bit with uh, him coming back uh, from vacation at the end of this week. And we'll be back to some of, some of that more uh, regular programming next week, I believe. Uh, but thank you if you made it this far into the episode. Uh, we always appreciate you guys that stick around. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, or thoughts, feel free to email us, emgpod at gmail.com. Again, it's emgpod at gmail.com. You can call us and leave us a voicemail, uh, 513-427-EMG5. We can play it uh, during the episode, or if you are a person who's like, hey, I don't want you to play it, uh, you can leave it. Let us know that. Give us that disclaimer, and uh, we will answer your question we just won't play the audio um if you want to reach us through social media uh you can find us at emg pod that is the handle for instagram and twitter and then uh steven is at steven russell b and that's with a v not a ph two s's two l's at brandon j flippin is where you can find me uh you our dms are always wide open especially if you're beautiful and you're really nice and you want to give us money all right, well, thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Take it easy. Holding on to